And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Episode 224. Just had to start the uh, uh, um, <laughs> timer. That's the word I was looking for. I'm trying, I'm trying a new setup for it. This is a little inside baseball for you people who don't know what I do here, which is everybody. I am trying a new configuration. I plugged in the uh, the Zoom recorder into the computer so I can record directly into Audition, uh, which, hint, I never usually do. The thing is, if you've been listening to this show for a little bit, this this is a, a high, this is an old computer, a vi- and not very old, but it's old. It's from like 2015 or 16. And uh, it's five years old, so 2016. So it is struggling, <laughs> to say the least. 16 gigs of RAM, which should really help, but it's been, you know, five years, five plus years. Uh, so we'll just go with it. Hopefully this is a, I think this is a more efficient way, because I did just do, my latest interview with uh, Christian Mercado was done via this method. Uh, it does not sound any better than the than the other ways of doing it. I, I just I just got sick of uh, recording directly to a card, then remembering to take the card out, put it inside the computer, and and do all this stuff. So I said th- I said I said why not just do this? Uh oh, my list came back. That was a little bit. What's going on today? Today is the uh, uh, today the day that I'm recording this. The day that this comes out is the Atlanta Braves. Uh, won the World Series a couple of days ago, and now today is the parade. The parade started down here by me uh, in the city, and it uh, created a march. I created a march. Did a march all the way up to, um, uh, to Smyrna, where the baseball stadium is. Uh, the stadium did used to be down here uh, near downtown Atlanta, uh, or actually in downtown Atlanta, rather. And um, the rich people voted to take it to Cobb County, where it is now, uh, to get away from the brown people. It's far away from any Marta, far away from uh, like, like you, you used to be able to like just you know take a train down to the baseball, uh, you know take a train down, then take a one bus, and then you're at the baseball stadium or you're near the baseball stadium. Uh, you know, from where I live, I could I could just take an Uber, hop Uber. Right? You know, it's it's a it's a five minute drive on the highway. Um, but uh, years ago, that's what I used to do in high school. We used to come down to the baseball games and the and you know all the football and basketball. It was it was great anyway. Uh, and uh, and now it's you gotta you gotta get on the highway. It takes about twenty uh, thirty minutes sometimes. Can't park near the stadium unless you want to pay a, a butt ton. It's a it's horrible. And I didn't go to I didn't go to parade. I was invited at the last minute, about an hour before it was heading towards um, Smyrna, uh, and they shut down. If you if I've never been to like a, a, a parade of this sort where a team has won uh, a, a sporting event, and uh, I would I would have gone, but. Uh, this, they closed down a lot of streets, and I said no. So instead, I bought a stand mixer. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> I, uh, I bought a stand mixer, and instead of going 
to see this parade. I mean, it would just been, you know, a, a parade of 12 cars goes by and a bus goes by and then we wave to them and we cheer and then that's it. Uh, and then, then if you're racist, you, you do the tomahawk chalk, uh, which is chop. It's, uh, yes, it is racist. Um, it's funny because I see on a, I was on next door a couple of days ago and, uh, yes, <laughs> yes, it's, it's just as racist there <laughs> as it is. Uh, if you, if you, if you're not, if you don't, if, if you're a person of color and, um, you want to see white people treat animals better than they treat, uh, a homeless person of color than, or any person of color in general, <laughs> go to next door. Anyway, and they were debating uh, whether uh, some people were like, I can't wait to chop it up in this parade. And then people and then people started saying, hey, that's not you shouldn't do that. And then, no, 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 no. Excuse me. There were some people. Were, so those people were like, I can't wait to chop it up in, in the parade. Uh, I'm so excited. You know, chop. I don't care what anybody says. And then everyone's like, and then, like, you know, the people on there, they're like, it's not racist. And it is. Uh, it's funny seeing racist debate. What is and isn't racist. Uh, anyway. Five minutes, good. So I bought a stand mixer. I'm going to do more, a lot more baking than I've done ever. It's great. All right, let's get on with this thing. First things first. This one comes from Variety. Oh, God. I'm really having this computer struggling. Maybe I shouldn't use Chrome. Maybe I should just use Firefox, which is what I use on my work computer. I like Firefox. I like them both. This first one comes from Variety, written by Brian Steinberg, and it's a feature piece titled As Saturday Night Live Cast in High Demand for Commercials After Years of Making Fake Ads. Saturday Night Live, SNL. No, colloquially. Colloquially. Uh, it has been making uh, a bunch of fake commercials, obviously, since basically its inception. Uh, but now, if you haven't noticed, there has been an explosion of SNL stars starring in ads. Kate McKinnon's on Verizon. Uh, A.D. Bryant is in a Gap commercial, I believe. Uh, is it a Gap? Oh, Old Navy, Old Navy. It's the same company. It doesn't matter. Uh, let's see. Oh, Keenan is in, uh, Keenan Thompson is in Auto Trader commercials. Cecily Strong has done a bunch. And, oh, Pete Holmes. Not Pete Holmes. Excuse me, Pete Davis. I made that mistake. Last night I was talking to somebody, and uh, they said, and I and I said uh, Pete Holmes, uh, and this person knew who Pete Holmes was, and I said, oh my god, <laughs> Pete Davidson is in a Smart Water commercial, and these are all these. It's it's uh, and and Steinberg is over here just talking about uh, how everybody. This is like the first time ever that they've been able to do this uh, in the midst of uh, in the middle of the season. Oh, Ego Wodum's on a Peacock commercial. Uh, she's on a bunch of Peacock commercials. According to the marketing arms study of such attributes, excuse me. According to the marketing arms study, dot dot dot. People like Kate McKinnon, Keena Thompson, Ada Bryant, uh, their appeal is on par with Tom Hanks, Will Smith, or Dolly Parton, while awareness. Of uh, of a lot of other SNL people's names is comparable com- comparable to Chrissy Teigen, Robert Pattinson, and Eva Longoria. Basically, what they're saying is that SNL stars are equal to the A-list movie stars and TV stars of uh, today. This is uh, this is great because this is one of the this is like the first season basically in forty six years. I know season forty seven, but in forty six years where cast members of SNL have been able to 
branch out and do things besides SNL, not only during not only during the summer, but also during the uh, and have and have it run concurrently with SNL throughout the year, but also during the season. And if you remember, Lauren Michaels basically said to everybody on the cast, "Hey, stay till season 50. I don't know if that's I don't know if that uh, if that counts for people that are uh, featured players. But he basically said to the to the uh, re- everybody else repertory players, he said, uh, "Hey, stay till season fifty at least." And I like this. I like this. I like this move. I like them being able to do their own things. Uh, Kate's been gone from SNL for the past for the first three episodes, and doing um, the Tiger King show on Peacock. And I uh, gotta say, they're doing great. <laughs> SNL's doing great. Well, you know, it's and you know, with Beck gone, you know, you also it's it's always strange when when somebody from SNL leaves. Uh, and only and, and again, I've only been watching. My first episode was the Betty White episode, uh, which was a Mother's Day episode, which is the season finale of that season. So that was my very first episode. I thought it was so funny, so great. And now it uh, wavers here and there. <laughs> but I, I I love I love this I love this. It's, it's it's momentous. It's 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 wonderful to see everybody go out and branch out. Keenan Thompson's got Keenan, and uh, Eighty had had Shrill. Cecily has Brigadoon. Oh, Schmigadoon. <laughs> What's it called? I don't know. Schmigadoon is a Brigadoon. Brigadoon is a different miracle. I mean, miracle musical. Jesus. Okay. Everybody's at this. Uh, I have not. I've sent one email today. Everybody is at this Braves thing. I don't know if I'm telling tales out of school, uh, but I but I went. Let's see. So I so I went. Shop, I basically just bought that stand mixer and um, went grocery shopping this morning because I had the time. You know, I knew I had a feeling no one was going to do anything. So I went to the gym and then uh, and then I uh, and I took my sweet time. I was there two and a half hours. <laughs> it's like that's crazy. Um, and and then I went and then I went to I, I got the stand mixer. Came home. It's like ten thirty, uh, so I'm like thirty minutes, you know, uh, late past checking in to, to, for work or whatever. And I check my email. I check Slack, and the the people, the people I thought were going to be out were out. <laughs> and so then I I basically just sat down. And I was like, hey, well, I guess I'll uh, you know, just <laughs> do whatever. And I hung out for a little bit, and then uh, truly like thirty minutes before I sat down for this podcast, I went and I bought some. Um, uh, what's what's it called? Uh, lip. I got. I do a lot of. I do. I have a regimen for my face. <laughs> I just have a skin regimen. But I also bought a lip mask, and and then I went to. So I went to Sephora, and then I rode my bike down to get Nova's cat food, and and I got back. Still no email. <laughs> just I got for a little bit. Had some lunch, and uh, then it was like two o'clock, two thirty. I got one email for asking a question, and I forwarded that along. <laughs> And here we are, <laughs> recording this podcast still. So where were we? So the theory for this is, this is coming from Thompson, Keenan Thompson. I think Lauren has always been an advocate for everybody that's kind of subsidizing their finances in any kind of way they can, says Keenan. 
as long as it's not something like, why didn't you put that character on the show? Why are you developing sketch characters for other people? That's a kind of the only time it gets a little muddy, I guess. And uh, and that makes sense because I, if you listen to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, uh, which I only do every few weeks now at this point. <laughs> uh, that's true. Uh, in, the early, <laughs> in the early part of the podcast, he was chatting with, uh, I don't know, somebody that he had on he had on a late night with Conan O'Brien and he tells a story about um oh, it was probably somebody from SNL. Uh but he has a tell he tells a story about, you know, how they would ask uh during the when he was in Thirty Rock, he would ask uh, and hosting a late night, he would ask uh Will Farrell and Amy Poehler and uh, yeah, Amy Poehler is Amy Schumer, Amy Poehler to like come up and people like that to come upstairs and do um you know, uh, sketch characters for them or what, what have you. And they would, they would do it. And then, uh, behind Lauren's back and Lauren would get mad. And that makes sense because you don't want to waste a character on a, a little thing when it could have been a big character on SNL. Anyway, advertisers, uh, should, you know, uh, open up their arms for, uh, comedians and, you know, a funny commercial goes a long way. All I gotta do is pay them. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. There's a uh, there was uh, the the MacGruber sketch on SNL. They did Super Bowl um, commercials for Pepsi, I believe. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's move on to the next story. It's gone on for long. Uh, this comes from the Hollywood Reporter, written by uh, George Zelai. Comcast takes $520 million loss on Peacock, doesn't disclose new signups. So as we know, everybody is making their own streaming platform. Peacock has been out for a little over a year now. Is that true? I don't know. It feels like forever. Yeah, because HBO Max has been out for a year. So Peacock's been out for a little over a year now. And... It's not doing too well. It's not doing terribly well, obviously, because it's it's not Netflix. It's not Disney Plus. It's not HBO Max. It's not Apple. Uh, well, I don't think Apple TV Plus is doing well either. But this money lost uh, doesn't make up for the fact that they're not disclosing the subscribers. And this and this is an, there's another article from Variety, written by Diane Garrett. Peacock struggles to take flight amid low demands for its original. T, uh, for his TV originals, but let's get back to this uh, to this first article, and then I'll reference the other one at some point. So Comcast reported on Thursday, this past Thursday, that $230 million in revenue and a $520 million adjusted loss related to NBC Universal streaming service Peacock in its third quarter earnings report. Yeah, it reported $230 million in revenue. That's compared to $41 million in revenue and an adjusted gross of loss of $233 million in that uh, comparable year ago period. Comparable. Uh, they, they assert that everything on Peacock is going in the right direction. And that everything, all the metrics are pointed up and our usage continues to be great. A mix of users, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Important to note that Peacock had ended the second quarter with 54 million signups 
around 20 million monthly active accounts. But that doesn't, that's not disclosing how many people actually pay. 20 million accounts active, that includes me, who is free and just watches, you know, the things that are free. So they've been doing things like having uh, Boss Baby, movies like Boss Baby, Back in Business, and Halloween Kills release on the platform, but uh, A, they're not terribly good movies, and B, they're not movies that people are clamoring to see. I just got an email from uh, from a trade publication on the uh, C plus comedy comedy Gmail <laughs> C plus comedy C plus comedy G is a clean show C plus comedy uh, Gmail account that uh, uh, says that the Eternals is on track. The Disney movie Eternals, Disney uh, 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 Marvel, Marvel Disney. Jeez, I was going to say Fox. I couldn't say the word Fox. The Disney Marvel movie, Marvel Disney movie, Disney Marvel, because Disney owns Marvel. Disney Marvel movie, Eternals is on track for $100 million in its opening. I th- wait, was that a $100 million? Or I might be, that might be wrong. <laughs> Hold on. $100 million promo partner campaign. Anyway, that's still a lot of money. It's a promo partner campaign. It's a promo partner campaign. <laughs> but what's different between Peacock and something like Let's compare it to, uh, in this Variety article, they compare it to uh, uh, Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus at least has one, two, three different new Star Trek shows. And then uh, uh, even even to that end, Disney Plus is dropping something every week. Netflix is dropping something every uh, four, like, uh, four days a week. Uh, HBO Max is something every week. So what is Peacock offering that no one else has? And even if I love uh, uh, AP Bio and if I like Rutherford Falls, it still doesn't have the show that people are going to be clamoring for. And that's what these uh, this is this is, that's what a company like a company a, a service like this needs. Like even look at Apple TV Plus, which I th- I don't think has many subscribers. Um, let's see how many subscribers it has. I'm not going to use a computer. I'm going to use my phone. Let's see. Apple TV Plus subs. Uh, It looks like it's telling me uh, subtitles. (laughs) And I don't want that. Subscribers 2021. I'm going to guess and say it has fewer. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so this is a Variety article. It says it has fewer than 20 million subscribers as of July 2021. And that comes and that's in uh, uh, 20, uh, excuse me, in the U.S. and Canada. So uh, Peacock, even though they're not they're not giving out the numbers, 54 million signups. I mean, in 20 and less than 20 million people use it. Active accounts. Uh, it's, I mean, I, 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 that can't be. I can only. That's. I would probably think with a loss, uh, a twenty, an, an additional twenty million dollar loss from two hundred thirty to two hundred fifty million. I would probably think that they have maybe five million users, like paying subscribers. Less than that. Less than that. I think. I don't think they even reach double digits. So what is it, what does Peacock have? They have that new Da Vinci, excuse me, yes, the prequel to the Da Vinci Code show. 
Dr. Death, Girls 5 Eva, which is a great show. Rutherford Falls, great show. But none of them... It, I've seen commercials for Peacock, which is which is interesting, to, to say the least. Commercials are wonderful. We just talked about them. <laughs> so what people need, what it needs is a show or movie that people need to see. People need to see Ted Lasso. That's why it does so well. That's why it wins all the awards. People need to see The Mandalorian. What's a Netflix show? Stranger Things. I'll think of another one. Uh, Lock and Key. <laughs> that's the one that's advertised right now. Face too far away from the face ID. I gotta lean in and open it up. Get away from the camera. Take my attention away from you. <laughs> Only the video users know what I just did. <laughs> no one else. Big Mouth. Big Mouth is new today. You. Great British Baking Show. I mean, come on. Peacock mustered only 1.6% of digital original demand share in the U.S. during the third quarter. A slight improvement from 1.4% that it had last quarter. Uh, Paramount Plus is at 3.9%. Well, you know what? I I will say I just finished the uh, Star Trek uh, Lower Decks. It takes me a long time to finish a show. Um, it takes me a long time, and uh, and I, you know, I finished it. It's so always part of that three point nine percent. HBO Max, Apple TV Plus, Hulu Prime, and Disney Plus all had between six point one and eight point nine percent. Netflix had forty three point seven percent of that metric. Peacock needs a show, and. I think the my biggest problem is I would rather this have had did I say from 230 million to 250 million at one point like a, like maybe a couple of minutes ago oh no they lost 520 days so they have uh 230 revenue it doesn't matter who cares who listens to a stupid show uh what what I would I would have loved to have seen uh, Peacock drop as a channel on Amazon Prime and uh, as an addition uh, additional thing onto Hulu as opposed to its own service because I think they just misrepresented how many people want a, a, a an ad supported service a free ad supported service when there's already uh, the Fox Broadcasting backed Tubi uh, and the as well as Pluto, which I which I would guarantee is probably dominating the free TV seg, uh, segment, unless Roku is is doing that is doing well, but I don't think that's quite possible. The Roku channels is what I meant for that. Let's move on to this next one. This comes from Variety, written by Brian Steinberg. Discovery Q three. I don't know if I can talk about this. Discovery Q three profits uh, falls on expenses. Even as revenue, comma, digital subscribers rise. So, again, Discovery, Warner, uh, AT&T, spun off Warner Media with Discovery, which means Discovery and Warner Media are going to merge, become one company. Warner Media Discovery. And eventually that means we're probably going to see a bundle for HBO Max. And then, I'm not even going to hide this part of the story. We will 
possibly, according to David Zaslav, who was the head of Discovery, may see a merger of HBO Max and Discovery Plus. And I'll get to my thoughts on that in a second. So by the middle of eight, uh, 2022, Discovery is going to have full control or, you know, I think AT&T re- retains like 30%, something like that, of, uh, of Warner Media. Let's remind you what Discovery owns. Food Network, Discovery Channel, and TLC. The net income fell to $156 million, down 48%, when compared with $300 million in the year earlier period. Revenue, meanwhile, rose 23% to $3.15 billion compared with the $2.56 billion a year earlier. The company said U.S. revenue rose 12%, while international revenue rose 44%. Results came in ahead of Wall Street's expectations. I think that international thing only grew because I think maybe Discovery Plus is available uh, internationally. They have House Hunters International, too, so that might be a thing. Might be a factor. <laughs> I, uh, I'm still wearing the shirt that I biked in <laughs> and even though it's cold outside, I was sweating cause I biked, I biked, I biked to Sephora. I biked to get the cat food and came back I nearly got into a crash because of a guy on the, the trail on, uh, uh, one of those electric scooters. And, 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 and the reason I mentioned that is because I am still uh, a little bit sweaty and it's been an hour and a half. <laughs> Discovery, like other media companies, continues to face headwinds as consumers embrace new technology, blah, blah, blah. Let's move on to this next part. Less than half, this comes from The Wrap, written by Jennifer Moss. Less than half of U.S. Discovery Plus subscribers are also HBO Max subscribers, says David Zaslav. Less than half. (laughs) So let's say there's 10 subscribers to Discovery Plus. You would think they're all, excuse me, did I do that matter yeah, the 10 subscribers to Discovery Plus, you would think that they're all subscribed to HBO Max. No, no, no. Four of them are. <laughs> Zaslov says, with the right packaging, there's going to be an opportunity to broaden the base for the combined offering of Discovery Plus and HBO Max. Remember, HBO Max and HBO have 45.2 million subscribers. At some point at the end of uh, Q3, totally, total, so that's in the U.S., 45.2 million. Totally, they had 69, they have 69 million. 20 million people subscribe to Discovery Plus. Crazy. Now, Zaslav does have a, quote, go-to-market attack plan. This comes from Variety, written by Cynthia Littleton. As Warner Brothers' discovery debt picture improves. Zaslav reiterated the spinoff deal unveiled in May. Well, that will bring together uh, the companies. Is well on track, he says. The combined entity will have a debt ratio of 4.5 times the annual earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Amortization. 
down from the projected, projected five times, all that stuff. Every fraction of percentage point will matter for Warner Bros. Discovery over the long term. This is a bunch of numbers. I don't know why I included this part in here because I, I can't, I don't know any of this stuff. Zaslov was pressed for details on his thoughts about how Warner Media and Discovery will integrate operations specifically for their respective streaming platforms. He says the combined service will appeal broadly. Oh, see, he's already said, he already said that there's going to be a combined service. Will appeal broadly to demographics, the global uh, addressable market should be on par with the biggest streaming uh, services. Yeah, and all right. So as, since he mentioned that, I do. I'll, I'll get my. I get what's on my mind here. What I've been thinking about since I've seen these stories. I do believe that there is a big enough difference in the audience for uh, for HBO Max and Discovery Plus that there doesn't need to be a com- a combined service. I, I I get that you're splitting the user base when you have more than one app, but if you look at Hulu and if you look at ESPN Plus, those are two different people. Well, okay, hold on. You can get ESPN Plus on Hulu. If you look at Hulu and if you look at Disney Plus, I can see why somebody would just get Disney Plus or why somebody would just get Hulu as opposed to getting both because the offerings are so different. Like I can watch Big City Greens on Disney Plus and, and that's the only cartoon I want to see. Uh, or I can watch, uh, oh God, what's on Disney plus, um, I can watch, uh, what if Marvel's what if on there and, and, uh, and if that's the only superhero thing I want to see, then I don't have to subscribe to Hulu, uh, and see what they have. Ghost Rider. No, that show was not made, uh, agents of shield or, um, uh, uh, Hellstrom. I think that was a show too. Um, what what was the other one? Cloak and Dagger. Like, I, if I don't want to watch all that stuff, then I don't have to. If it's you, you don't have to. If you don't subscribe, whatever. But still, that's the point. So if so if uh, taking it back to HBO Max and Discovery Plus, if 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 all I watch is TLC, I'm gonna watch my 600 pound life on uh, Discovery Plus, and I'm not even gonna worry about you know watching Secrets of a Marriage. This is the third time in this week that I've mentioned that show, um, whether to people or on this podcast. And <laughs> I've never seen it, and I have no interest in seeing it. <laughs> um, but man, I keep referencing it for some reason. And we know that there's going to, I mentioned this before, a couple episodes ago, there's going to be a new HBO Max app because the app that they built on they built the current HBO Max on was built off of HBO Now which was uh, inherently a broken app in the first place Zaslav stressed that they have not reached the stage of making granular decisions about whether to combine Discovery Plus and HBO Max or other bundling options Again, I just think a bundle would work for them like at, okay so at some point at in December the movies uh, that come out in theaters and also on HBO Max, that deal is going to stop. We know that's going to stop. So that so what users who pay fifteen dollars per month, that that big draw is going to go away, 
And so, yes, they don't get ads. But also, if you pay the $10 a month one, those get ads. But also, there's got to be something to fill in that gap. And that gap should be Discovery Plus, a subscription to Discovery Plus. Just like with the Disney bundle, if I I was already paying $12 a month for uh, um, Hulu. And so... If if ESPN Plus is now six dollars, and if Disney Plus is eight dollars, and that bundle total is like eighteen ninety nine, and I get like seven dollars off, and so now I'm only paying like thirteen or fourteen dollars instead of paying eighteen dollars for you know each one of those individually, that works. So, Discovery Plus is seven bucks. So I th- the ad free version at least, I think. So I mean I think that. Anybody who subscribes to HBO Max, the ad-free version, should get uh, Discovery Plus as an add-on. Yes, I was correct. Discovery Plus is a $5 a month with advertising and $7 a month with uh, ad-free. So let's do it. Discovery Plus, January 1st, uh, which started January 1st, has about $200 million in losses for the quarter and should generate about the same loss for Q4. Oof. $200 million. That's two apps in the past two stories that we've heard where there's been major losses and there's really no... And the thing is... And, and then also there's the Discovery Plus bundle. I, I put in an in-gadget article. So uh, the thing is, Netflix is operating at a loss, but it's going... But it has the credit to back it all up. And at some point, it's going to... Uh, I mean, who? I mean, we don't know if it's going to be in the green at some point, um, but the user base is there, the the creditors are there, the money's there, uh, and the platform is there, and the stars are there, and that's all that matters in the end. It doesn't matter if they're spending money hand over foot, quite literally burning money, giving shows one to three seasons, and then never renewing the contracts unless they're uh, massive hits. It doesn't matter. In the end, Netflix is still going to be around. Disney Plus is going to be around. I think even if Apple TV Plus is operating at a loss, I think Apple wants to be so badly, sorely to be in the in the TV business that they will continue to pay for losses uh, as as long as long as possible. One because they have the money to do so, but B because TV is a, a still a very much lucrative. Uh, com- uh, a part of the organization to be in and if they can have their hand in every part if they they have their hand in music for a little bit they produced not produced they were they had uh apple music only releases for some drake stuff and some uh, beyonce out a couple of beyonce albums um uh, look at that panned out because <laughs> nobody likes that but if they can if they can have a ted lasso a foundation an invasion and those like the new tom hanks movie uh, a tom holland movie uh, one of those I will not see because it probably doesn't have any people of color in it. <laughs> it's a Tom Holland movie. Uh, then, <laughs> there's just no, I mean, there's no point. And then they get then they get awards for these shows. Ted Lasso just dragged in the Emmys. And it's going to continue to do so until it finishes airing. So there's, I mean, there's no point for them to not leave. But when but when you're when you're uh, NBC Universal and everybody wants to slice the pie, so when you're NBC Universal, when you're Comcast rather, 
And when you're, uh, um, uh, what's the other one we we're just talking about? Discovery. <laughs> then you definitely want to jump on HBO Max. You definitely want to be able to have shows like SNL that try to propel you forward. Anyway, I'm not an analyst or anything. Listen, if you like what you heard here, head to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where you can see uh, me talk to comedians. This week I talked to Christian McCardo. Uh, I got in. <laughs> I hate mentioning that I have emails for other people, but I do have emails out for other people. And <laughs> sometimes they answer, sometimes they don't. <laughs> I just got a, I got a, a big name. Uh, their representation emailed me and I was like, hey, come on, please. But it's Friday and I doubt they respond. Christian Mercado's great. He's a director and writer. He directed Phoebe Robinson's latest special, uh, Sorry Harriet Tubman on HBO Max, as well as Ada Rodriguez's on HBO Max. So check those out. Those just dropped within the past month, both of them. Uh, Ada's dropped uh, yesterday, the 4th of November 2021 and he uh, he has a new pro- he has a new special with Michael Che coming out he did Hannibal Burris's he's worked with Billie Eilish SZA Bad Bunny uh, Jay Balvin he's, he's he's all over the place and uh, he's a nice guy real chill dude and uh, we uh, had a nice good chat if you want to see a video version of that interview head on over to youtube.com slash plus comedy as well as a place that is a place where you can see the video version of this podcast. See me sitting in my blue shirt. That's kind of sweaty. Kind of sweaty. Just found the name of this episode so late in the podcast. <laughs> you can see me uh, sit here and try to host the show and produce it. On stuff. Speaking of things I host and produce, News Time is our premiere show. News Time is our premiere show on youtube.com slash people's comedy. It's like the daily show, except way less funny. And uh, it's a play, it's a, it's where I sit down and do one story a week. Uh, I had to do last week's episode this week, and I'll, hopefully I'll do this week's episode today or tomorrow. Who knows? We'll see. Maybe even Sunday. <laughs> Check it out. It's a good show. I'll probably do 500 episodes and stop. I'm at 368. <laughs> and then I'll stop after 500. <laughs> Nobody watches this stuff. Don't lie to me. Instagram, Twitter, at Seedless Comedy. Me on Instagram and Twitter at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Rate, review, subscribe to this show wherever you get podcasts. Tell your friends about it, please. Go tell your friends about it. Go tell your friends about it. Go tell him you know. Oh, oh, go tell.